The following program is brought to you in living color. And the following is a Steel production. Pam Pontonis is with me. She is the state epidemiologist, and we have mumps on college campuses, three campuses reporting cases now. The most are at Butler, I believe, but you also have it at IU Bloomington, and also one case so far at IUPUI. Um, as far as where this came from, typically, when we, I, I know when we talk about measles outbreaks, Pam, we talk about people who were not vaccinated properly. Uh, do we know whether or not that's the case with mumps, too? Most of the cases uh, in, in these uh, two outbreaks, uh, the one at Butler, the one at IU Bloomington, most of the cases, in fact, uh, did have a history of, of two doses of vaccine, of vaccination. Uh, we, there um, certainly can be folks who may uh, not be vaccinated for medical or religious reasons, but most of the individuals uh, who we've identified as cases were fully vaccinated. How then, and I know not every vaccine is perfect, but yeah, how then would they uh, contract the mumps if they were properly vaccinated? What, what's, the, uh, what, what's the speculation there, or what do we know? The two doses of measles, mumps, rubella, or MMR vaccine is effective in 88% of people who receive it. So it is still a very good vaccine, and it is uh, the best defense that we have against the mumps. But about 12% of people who do receive both doses can still contract mumps. Do we know how how this originates? I mean, how does it originate in, in one person? I mean, does, and I know this is complicated, and I know we're bound by privacy laws uh, to an extent here. I'm just trying to find out or figure out where that that one case came from perhaps that eventually spread to others because we know how contagious mumps can be and and part of of what we do uh, when we do identify someone who is a case is to conduct a a case investigation to try to find out uh, how someone uh, may have gotten ill um, one of the things that we look for is uh, international travel or, or contact with individuals from other countries where mumps is occurring. We also look to see if people have been around others who have similar symptoms uh, so we can try to trace back. But one fact about mumps is that almost a third, about 30% of people who contract mumps don't show symptoms. So it can be very difficult to try to determine where someone uh, may actually have have gotten infected or who might have been the first case in an outbreak. Where are we at in the investigation of this from the the health department standpoint? At this point, um, the State Department of Health is collaborating very closely with local health departments and university officials, both at Butler uh, here in Marion County and IU Bloomington in Monroe County, uh, to provide uh, any resources that the local health departments or university officials might need, such as vaccine uh, or or other supplies that that might be needed to, to vaccinate people. We have uh, created a hotline uh, where folks can call to uh, get answers to questions that they may have about mumps or mumps vaccination. Um, that number is 317 826 
We have also consulted with our uh, colleagues at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to make sure that we had the latest recommendations on vaccination and, and other recommendations to prevent the spread of infection. Um, we've created um, uh, or are creating uh, some documents to assist uh, healthcare providers and, and uh, university officials, local health departments, um, and posted uh, that information on on our website. We also uh, have been working to uh, issue messaging and information to healthcare providers and local health departments across the state so that they can be aware of people who may have been exposed to mumps or if, if someone uh, presents to a healthcare provider with symptoms of mumps, then they can ask the appropriate questions to try to see if we have any linkages to the two outbreaks that are occurring. So you're considering these two separate outbreaks then, the, uh, the IU Bloomington, the Butler. How, how does the one case at IUPUI work into this, or do we know yet? At this point, uh, there, and this is a, an active investigation, but there are no known links at this point uh, with that individual to either the outbreak at Butler or the outbreak at IU Bloomington. That appears at this point uh, to be an isolated case. How unusual, if it is unusual at all, to see an outbreak like this? Granted, we're only talking about 14 cases as we record this. We hope it doesn't spread further. Is it unusual to see a mumps outbreak like this, or are we typically going to see a few cases here and there, since, as you said, the vaccine is not 100% effective? We're at 88% effectiveness. Yes, the, and, and it's hard to predict uh, exactly when we will see outbreaks, um, and, and these can uh, occur in, in sporadically or, or even in cycles. Uh, last year, uh, there were larger outbreaks of mumps at other uh, large universities across the country. Um, this year, we, we are seeing uh, some activity at a couple of, of our universities here in Indiana, but what's important is to intervene early uh, in an outbreak situation so that we can really prevent the spread of infection that could result in a very large outbreak. Um, mumps is highly contagious. It is spread by droplets that are released when someone coughs or sneezes. And, and trying to uh, prevent that spread of infection through vaccination, um, washing hands frequently, not sharing eating or drinking utensils, um, staying home when you're sick, and seeking health care uh, provider attention immediately if symptoms of mumps develop are all very important uh, to preventing the spread of infection, especially early in an outbreak situation. Pam Pontonis talking about the mumps. Pam is the state epidemiologist with the Indiana State Department of Health.